Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Scoop World Order. We are live. It is Monday night. Uh, we are in the middle of winter conditioning. Uh, football is almost back, ladies and gentlemen. We've got about two weeks to go, and it's going to be cranked up for spring football. I know everybody can't wait to see the new look Buckeyes, uh, how do the new quarterbacks look. Uh, winter conditioning is going on. Matt drills, the worst time of the year to be on the football team because you're getting the crap beat out of you every morning. And then you get to come back and lift in the afternoon. So that is pure misery. But, um, yeah, there's nothing better. Uh, nothing makes the team harder than a really hard winter workout. So this is something that uh, it's got to happen. Uh, they'll put the screws to these kids. They're getting them all ready to rock. And uh, it's going to be excited to see who grabs the brass ring during spring football because there are a lot of spots that are up for grabs. And that makes for an exciting spring football. That being said, as always, we're very thankful. We're very grateful for you guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. As always, we're going to take your questions. We're talking about the best of the Midwest Combine, which took place today. We're going to talk a little bit about um, some stuff that the staff does this time of year in terms of self-scout, in terms of reaching out to other coaching contacts to see kind of how they can improve, um, see where they're deficient, see how they can fix it. This is the time of the year where you do a lot of evaluation um, leading into spring ball, and you also explore new concepts that you could potentially put into your package. So if you enjoyed this video, please leave us a like, click subscribe, comment down below. What would you change about Ohio State's offense or defense? Do you want more zone cover? Do you want more zone coverages? Do you want more inside tight zone or read option? Put it down in the comments. I want to hear from you guys. You guys get to be Ryan Day for a night. So you guys go ahead and write it and uh, get those questions fired up. That being said, bring in my good friend, Nevada. Nevada, how are you tonight? Doing great. Doing great. feel like uh, an Ohio State football player. It's just gone through Matt drills and uh, and re- re- on the recovery end. But uh, I know the guys are working hard out during the during the winters. It's those generally those guys that work the hardest during the winter. You know, get that head start into the uh, into spring ball and, and and get that cultivated into the uh, into the fall. So it's a great time of the year. And it's a great time to be a Buckeye fan. Yeah, and bad drills are generally terrible, but it is something that every player gets evaluated on. Uh, there's generally a staff meeting after every mat drill where they kind of run through each guy by position, how they do, how many wins did they have, how many losses did they have, because they usually get paired up with somebody uh, and they they do um, competition stuff on agility days. Um, excuse me, other days with mat drills, it's more of just uh, test your metal, see how tough you are, uh, see if you ever tap out type of thing. Um, they really put the screws to you, but... It's good, and you get to see kind of, um, you know, how tough kids are, uh, how, you know, will they quit on you, you know, in the fourth quarter type thing. So I always love seeing young guys, see how they react. Uh, these kids are getting to be in better and better shape when they report. So there's a lot of kids that, you know, they're really lean, especially the linemen. Um, Steve Rain came in his freshman year uh, in winter. 
and he was very heavy and he was struggling madly during match drill. So the one thing I always tell these kids when I talk to them or meet them or whatever is I say, look, I don't care if you lift at all if you're an offensive lineman, but make sure you run a lot because when you show up for winter workouts, man, they're going to run the crap out of you. And it's not, it sucks. So I was lucky. I was always light and lean and it really helped. Uh, it helped the conditioning drills be a little more bearable. They still suck, but it's a lot easier when you're lighter and you're in good shape. Uh, Nevada, your thoughts, um, you know, we, we had some guys that are standing out, some of these young alphas, but what do you think is the most important part to the conditioning uh, leading into spring ball? Well, you know, like, like you said, it's really kind of a chance for guys to separate and really to kind of see what you've got, you know, who the people are that, that you know, really put in the work, uh, really trying to make a move and try to grab a spot. And, you know, one of the things that's been notable and one of the things that's been said to me time and time again is about the three young offensive linemen that have come in and what tremendous shape these guys have all been in. And, you know, I think it goes back to something you're saying. You guys are not coming in overweight. They're not coming in out of shape. They're not coming in unprepared. They kind of know they get the program from Mickey Marathi, you know, three months, four months, five, six months in advance. So they know exactly what they're going to be expected to be able to do when they hit the field here. And those three young offensive linemen, uh, you know, Stearwald, Montgomery, and Padilla, all came in and are all in really good shape. Are all you know, from a strength standpoint, from an agility standpoint, from a fitness standpoint. Um, they, they all looked really good, and you know, that's really something that's a, an A plus for the class. That's something that's you know really an encouraging sign. And you know, like you said, guys are not coming into this unprepared. You know, they've got personal trainers, they've got training programs, they know what to expect. Um, Marathi's you know, creating that expectation before they hit the field, before they hit Ohio State, and they've come in in great shape. And and really are, are going to be in a position to have a really productive spring and hopefully a productive fall uh, when 2023 rolls around. Yeah, I, I like I said, I saw Tigger last year. Um, it was around August. You know, he he reported uh, he was heavy last year. Um, not you know before he reported, but he he really leaned down. I mean, I'm sure that he's probably still about 320 ish, but he was a lot less uh, pudgy. And again, that's something that's pretty natural when you get into the strength program. Uh, I think trailer lost something like 60 pounds, you know, when he got into the strength program, just because, you know, if you're heavy, they're going to get it off you, you know, they're going to try to figure out how to convert that into, into muscle. And, and honestly, it's a very arduous and grueling process. It's a lot of extra cardio, a lot less, you know, sugars and starches and, and the stuff that everybody likes to eat and, and enjoy and drink. So uh, we, we, you know, when we got there or in 12, when, when I was retained by urban, the first edict was all the offensive linemen have to lose weight and get skinnier, not skinnier, get leaner. Skin is, skinny is not the right word, leaner, like less fat, more muscle. So then we had these guys on six days a week of extra cardio, 30 minutes on the, it could just be the elliptical or whatever, depending on who it was. And Sarah masters are always churning. So it's a great time of the year because you kind of get to see who really wants it. And the thing that I love is there's a lot of open spots. Cause I feel like when there's open spots, there's more hunger throughout the team because the O-line is pretty wide open outside of a couple spots. The quarterback derby is obviously wide open. You know, I, I think that the receiver room is actually pretty wide open as well because if you look at the top three guys, none of them are going to do anything this spring. I mean, two have already been declared out, and Marvin's not going to do anything just because he's so good he doesn't really need to. So, you know, it, it's almost like it's the 2024 spring for some of these young wide receivers where all those guys are going to be gone. Julian's a senior. The other two are going to declare for the draft. So, you know, it's like start your engines and get ready to race. If you're, uh, you know, Kirion Graves or, you know, some of these other kids that are, you know, they're going into year two, it's, it's go time because you've got some monsters nipping at your heels. It's not like a little puppy. You got full-fledged dogs coming like Brandon and like Carnell Tate, like the Rogers brothers. You got some really uh, substantial guys. And these are some some, some guys that are going to be able to take advantage of reps they might not have normally gotten if, if the full uh, – cadre of receivers were all healthy so that's something that i i look forward to seeing uh which young guys step up are any of these young guys scared of going against denzel burke or going against some of these you know these older corners that have played in big games and you know they're the wide-eyed guys that either redshirted or didn't play or they're in high school last year so that'll be exciting um literally the only downside is that you know i, I don't think how mccord will be able to build any chemistry uh in in a full you know 11 on 11 situation with our guys, you know, because they're, you know, like I said, Emeka's out, Julian's out, Marvin's going to be held for most of the spring. So, 
you know, he's going to be building chemistry with a bunch of young guys, but I don't think that's really going to matter because once August hits, you know, if, if Kyle's the guy, it's going to be a, a full-fledged uh, workout to the hill. Nevada, what position are you, and you can even, if you want to even narrow it down to center, left tackle, nose guard, you know, uh, corner, safety, adjuster, bandit, nacho cheese, whatever position you want to call it. Do you, is what position are you specifically excited about um, for the spring ball position battles? Well, for me, if I had to pick one, if you, you maybe you get that specific, I'd say the center. You know, I want to see who Ohio State rolls out there at center. They've got a lot of options. You know, I think, you know, that that's the anchor of the line, as you well know. Here, here I am telling the, uh, the All American about offensive line play. But, you know, the center to me is the most interesting position because I think it kind of dictates what everything else goes on. And, you know, it, it dictates who plays right guard. It, it dictates probably who's sliding out to tackle, who's not, who's the first man up, you know, who's the sixth man in terms of the rotation. And, um, you know, I, what I love about Ohio State this year is that they've got lots of options in terms of doing that. There's about four or five guys they could probably slide into that position. You know, I wish Jacob James was healthy so he could be uh, battling in there as well. But, you know, I think Ohio State, the center battle to me, you know, kind of an unheralded battle, not the high-profile thing. But for me, I think it's going to be a, a really, really interesting thing. And I think it's something that's going to change on a day-to-day and a week-to-week basis in terms of who the leader in the clubhouse is. And that's uh, something I'm going to be keeping a careful eye on. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see if if Victor Cutler truly can lock down the center position playing tackle last year. Uh, he doesn't strike me as a as super... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details human strength guy just when i watch his tape um he doesn't seem like he's got a real powerful anchor something you'd really like that your center to have and again i think justin fry's got a lot of confidence in carson hensman if he says he's gonna leave matt jones at right guard which is crazy unless he made some sort of deal and matt just feels more comfortable at guard than he does center and he feels like that's where his his best draft potential is um i'll have to put matt at center just because he's been there he's a six-year guy you know, the center is kind of the de facto leader of the line. I played with Olin Cruz, who's an NFL Hall of Fame level, level center, and the guy's got to be able to run the show, know the calls. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you know, Carson's been in the offense for, for a year now, so he's going to know everything cold um, or, or he better. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who rotates where. Um, again, the thing that surprised me about the two guards thing, and again, this is a, a press conference from almost three weeks ago, so it's not exactly written in, in stone. But um, I, I just think that Justin you know, is probably still going to rotate guys in at center, try to find the best combination. Because the guy that it was surprising that it wasn't penciled in to start, at least on paper, right now is Enoch. Because Enoch you know, started the Michigan game, played guard. Uh, so it seemed natural that you'd put Matt at center and put Enoch at right guard where he started in the Michigan game. But it, I guess it's not to be. Uh, does Josh Harr get a true shot at left tackle or do they stick him at right? Uh, you know, Zen has played nothing but left tackle since he's been here predominantly. So I don't know if you want to disrupt their footwork when they've taken all those reps on the left and right side. Uh, but it's just one of those things where it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, who goes where, how long do they stay there? And, you know, if somebody gets hurt, you know, knock on wood, 
you know, how do they adjust the line? You know, if, if Zen Mikulski gets hurt, who comes in? Is it George Fitzpatrick? Is it Donnie Jackson? Uh, and then Enoch comes in. I, I'm just not sure. And, you know, Enoch's, you know, this is, his, I believe this is his fifth year or so. You know, if he's not penciled in as a starter after spring ball, then, you know, you got to be on portal alert, which I'm not saying that he'd do that. But it's just, you know, when you're a fifth-year guy and you've stuck around and you haven't transferred and you were, a, you know, an Army All-American, you know, you, you want to play. And, I mean, he's been a good soldier. Uh, you know, started a game last year. You know, with Josh Fryer started a game last year. So we got guys that have actually played in real games. They haven't just played in mop-up duty. So it's going to be fascinating to watch the combinations. And again, the great thing about spring is, you know, you could think that you got all these combinations set and you've got these rotations done. And then one guy gets hurt or two guys get hurt or two guys get held out of practice and your rotations all go to crap. Because I lived that when I was the offensive line GA. And uh, it's always exciting to see, you know, who goes where. And, and, and coaching the offensive line in the spring is a nightmare at times because – you're going against D linemen and, and playing D line is always inherently much easier than offensive line, especially when it comes to pass rush and pass blocking. So, you know, you're going to get some of these matchups with the second and third team versus, you know, some really good, you know, defensive tackles. And, you know, it can get, it can get a little murky sometimes during the scrimmaging part. Uh, Nevada. Well, uh, any, yeah, well, yeah, but, yeah, well, Kirk, I mean, I think, you know, we always like to kind of try to educate, you know, our listeners, educate our people on our board. Let's talk about, like when people are looking at the depth chart for an offensive line and they look at it and they see, you know, first team left tackle, second team left tackle, first team left guard, and they see, you know, who's in the two deep. But that's not necessarily the, the way it works in terms of, you know, who's who's the next man up. And, and why don't you go into kind of explain how that works in terms of, you know, who who actually is the depth position and who are the guys that kind of fill in if and when something happens on the offensive line and somebody goes down, where do you find your depth? Where do you find your uh, your next guys? And, and, and how is that handled? Yeah, that, that's a fantastic point, a fantastic, uh, I guess, question for me. But I, you know, generally, you know, you try to figure out what, you know, mentally, if you're Justin Fry, if each guy gets hurt mentally, where do you go? So if Zen Mikulski, if you're, say your starting offensive line is Zen, Donnie Jackson, uh, say Carson Hinsman for now, Matt Jones and Josh Fryer. If if Zen gets hurt at left tackle, what is your next best fit? Is it to kick Donnie out to left tackle and put Enoch in at left guard coming off the bench? Is it to flip Josh Fryer to left tackle and bring George Fitzpatrick or Tiger off the bench? Um. You know, and then you kind of just work down the line. You know, if, if Donnie gets hurt, obviously it's probably pretty easy. You know, if Enoch's out in the starting lineup, he'd be the next guy in. That's pretty obvious. If uh, Carson gets hurt, is it uh, is it Cutler? Is it Matt Jones sliding in and Enoch coming in at right guard? So there's all these kind of gyrations that you deal with that you kind of experiment with in spring ball, and you kind of figure out who can play left and right side, you know, who can play guard and tackle, you know, who can snap and play center. And, uh, you know, again, sometimes your, your depth in spring gets tested because, you know, guys will get held out for injuries that aren't major injuries um, just because it's spring ball and it's kind of it's kind of meaningless, especially if you're if you're a guy like Matt Jones and you get a hangnail or Donnie Jackson, and you get a hangnail like you should be held out like there's no reason to get hurt during spring ball. But if you're these young guys and you got a hangnail, then you got to strap it up and get gone because you, know, you don't you haven't earned anything yet. But, um, yeah, it's, it's always interesting to see kind of how things switch around on the line. And that's something that I think that, you know, Justin Fry still has to figure out because, you know, he's got to see these kids against live bullets. Uh, some of these kids have, have gotten stronger, faster. They're better than they were last year. They're more experienced, they're more relaxed, you know, especially the guys that were freshmen last year, like Carson, like, like, you know, uh, George Fitzpatrick, those guys are athletic dudes, but last year, you know, it's tough because you, you know, you're, you're first year in the system and you're learning the offense and now you should know all that stuff cold. And now you can actually go out and compete and try to win a spot. So, yeah, it's it's a fascinating question. And, you know, it helps when you have a guy that's like a Swiss Army enough that can play multiple spots. Like like Josh Fryer can literally play anywhere except for center, I believe. So uh, Jack Muhort was probably the best that's ever been at Ohio State in terms of he could play left tackle to right tackle equally as well. He could snap as good as any center we've ever had. So um, Jack was a different beast, and there's not many guys that can do it, everything equally proficient. But – yeah, that's that's a great question because I'm telling you when you're when you're the O line in the spring and you're already down Jacob James and you've got you know guys have graduated you you know you don't you might 
not even have as many walk-ons because your walk-ons are critical in the spring because man if you're running three groups and you know you got a bunch of guys that have to go with two different groups they get gassed and tired and hurt and you know you got to be able to try to patch it up as best you can uh and and put guys sometimes in positions they might not play just so you can fill up the three full lines i mean it's going to be 15 guys at least and sometimes you could be a little short especially with injuries is that good I love it. I mean, I, I mean, that was great. I mean, I, cause I no, because I've always thought about it that way in terms of combinations, as opposed to the two deep, it's really, you know, it's really kind of, you know, who are, who's your first combination, who's your second combination, who's your third. And I think that's really, you know, when people talk about Ohio state and why I'm not worried about the depth, it's because we've got so many guys that have played so many guys that have started so many guys that can fit in different spots right there that, you know, we've got a lot of different, you know, possible answers to those combinations. And, um, you know, that equals offensive line depth. While it may not be a traditional, you know, two deep or three deep or, you know, who's the fourth tackle for the 2026 class. Um, I look at the Ohio State offensive line and see, you know, lots of different combinations, and lots of different possibilities. And that's why I'm feeling so good about the O-line. But uh, I appreciate that uh, explanation. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to my sister. She just got on here. So she said, hi, my guys. So, um, but yeah, we, uh, it's really interesting when you go through this and you see, um, some of the stuff that's going on. We, uh, yeah, hang on one second. Nevada. I gotta switch my thing up. Hang on one second, guys. I gotta get these fixed. Um, type your questions real quick. Nevada, you got me? I'm, I, I got you. Is, is, are we having a technical issue? Well, yeah, my, my uh, earpiece went out, but I can still hear you. There might be a little bit of an echo. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, as a shout out my sister, it's my mom's birthday tomorrow. Shout out to my mom. Um, shout out mom. Hey mom. Shout out mom. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause I always tell people that they, um, you know, they, they always get worried about tackles and, you know, depth and, you know, oh my God, who's going to play who's going to be the left tackle in 2028 or whatever. And it just never makes sense to me because, you know, we generally never have more than six, seven guys that can play regardless, you know? And, and I mean, I'm not saying guys that are in the room that can't play eventually, but you know, on most of the lines I played on, it's like, if you got past seven guys, man, you're screwed. I mean, you're playing a guy that really shouldn't be playing that you're scared to death and the offense could look like vomit if he goes in the game. So you know, the biggest thing is you just got to keep these guys healthy and, and just keep them, keep them right. And, uh, just do the best you can. And Mickey Marotti's fantastic about that. So, but, but uh, yeah. well, was also, I, I, I saw a fascinating, uh, you know, kind of, a, uh, it was a study on, you know, games missed and injuries by position group and the least games missed by position group were like the kickers and specialists. The second least was offensive linemen. And, you know, it's it's not, you know, you're kind of intuitive, but you know, when you think about it, you know, while, while there's a lot of contact, it's not like the violent collisions that you're having out there at wide receiver. Or, you know, you've got the knee braces, you've got, you know, all, you know, all the things that kind of keep the offensive linemen relatively safe. And that's why, I mean, think about how many years we've gone with Ohio State where we've never gotten past six guys playing meaningful minutes or or like you said, seven guys playing meaningful minutes. That's pretty much been the story of the last 20 years. I mean, has there really been a time in the last 20 years where guy eight and nine has made significant contributions to the offensive line at Ohio State? No. I mean, outside of the year that we had all the suspensions in 2011, no. I mean, it's not, it's not typical. And I mean, I'm telling you, that's why... You know, people like to be... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're the ghost and oh my God, who's going to play if these guys get hurt or these guys get hurt and you know, in, in the era of the transfer portal, I mean, depth is an absolute illusion, you know, because you could think you have great depth and then a couple of these guys walk out the door, four guys declare early, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, God, we don't have any depth. But that's just part of good recruiting. If you have really good recruiting, you know, there's guys that are, are starters that are going to leave early, and there's guys that are backups that are going to have to start at 90 of the 130 schools in Division One. So they're going to go start somewhere. So, again, that's just part of the, part of the gig. But, yeah, I think that – you know, Mickey Mirati does such a great job of working on uh, the range of motion, the flexibility, uh, the strength training, you know, that we do with these offensive linemen is unbelievable because we don't miss games. Like in 12, we started the same five guys every game, you know, and that's, and again, these guys also, they get dinged up, they get hurt, but they're not like severely injured. And a lot of it's just how, is how well they're trained. And honestly, a lot of it's just, they're just really tough guys. You know what I mean? Like Joe Thomas had some 10,000 snap streak and, that's one of the, you know, I mean, people won't talk about that in the same breath as like Cal Ripken, but that's, it's, it's like a Cal Ripken kind of streak. You didn't miss a stat for 10, whatever the, whatever the number is, like it's some ungodly number of, you know, 15 or 16 straight years in the NFL of, of not missing a snap. That's, that's literally impossible to not get rolled up, to not get dinged, to not get a concussion, you know, and, and I'm not saying that he didn't get rolled up and he didn't, but he's just a tough dude, but that's just kind of, uh, you know, it, a lot of it comes down to your training. Like something that I wish that I would have focused more on is like ankle flexibility. Because, you know, if your ankles are flexible and you get rolled up, it's generally not that big of a deal. But if you got stiff ankles and you get rolled up, man, you're in a world of hurt. You're going to have a bad ankle sprain. And that's just something that, you know, like if you've got young kids that are playing or you're trying to teach linemen, like get them on the ankle flexibility boards. I mean, there's slant boards they can stand on. There's bands you can get to, to help out and and again, I, I, it's something I, just, I wish I would have done more of um, as an injury prevention thing. And I think Mickey does a great job with the squat depth. Uh, a lot of the training stuff they do, is, it's really for really good range of motion, uh, not as focused on weight, obviously. Uh, and, and the guys, they look in fantastic shape. So kudos to Mickey Mirati, man, because he is the GOAT. Because I watched him you know, get all the fat off our guys in 12 and train the crap out of them and turn those guys into a bunch of monsters. So... Uh, and he's done it really every year since. That's why, again, I don't worry about our offensive line. Everybody else can worry about it. But I know when you've got Mick, you know, and you got Justin Fry, we're going to be fine. Again, you know, everyone's – they love to be scared about the O-line, but I think that we're going to be really good. Um, any comments on that, Nevada? we got some great questions. Keep those questions coming, guys. No, no, I, I, I agree. I think I, I put those two streaks on the line with the Vatabuck streak of going out every night in Vegas for like 10 years. I think those are probably the three greatest streaks <laughs> – in the history of streaks, but you know, but, but I digress. That's probably a topic for another podcast, another time. Uh, oh, we got the Ohio podcast. What's up, fellas? Uh, guys, check out the Ohio podcast. They had me on as a guest last night. It was fantastic. Outside the wide receiver, which room is in the best shape? That is a great question. Oh man, it's hard because I, I want to say linebackers look really good, especially this year with Tommy, uh, Steele, and then your backups are CJ and um. You know, Cody Simon, I mean, that's that's pretty strong. You know, for a year that was, um, yeah, that was a, it was a big question mark spot last year. Uh, Nevada, what are your thoughts on that? That's a great question. I mean, I mean, the running back room is kind yeah. of embarrassing. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, let's go Trey Henderson, Mayan Williams, Dallin Hayden, Chip, Xavier Johnson. Um, am I, who am I, who am I missing? But it's, it's, you said, it's you a lot. Said, you said Chip Hayden, uh, you got Mayan, Trey. Mayan, Trey, and I threw Xavier in there as my kind of my, my running back, my Swiss Army like running back. But yeah, we've we've got a lot of running backs. I mean, it's uh, that's like I said, it, we've talked about this before, but we're literally returning ninety nine percent of our offensive passing production and ninety seven percent of our rushing production. So it, it's I, I I don't I haven't gone back and searched through the numbers, but um, I guarantee you there's never been a year in Ohio State history where it's been higher than that. And uh, our offensive weapons are just are going to be absolutely ridiculous. And and our and our defense is going to be great. I've, I've said this 
before I'm, I'm doubling down, I'm tripling down, I'm quadrupling down on. Our defense is going to be a, a sturdy unit. It's going to be a stingy unit. It's going to be a, an opportunistic unit. And uh, that combination is going to be a, a, it's going to be a big year for Ohio State in 2023. You know, you, you, you hate to say national championship or bust, especially after you look at that embarrassing Georgia schedule. But, uh, yeah, it's going to take a, a, a mighty effort by somebody to beat Ohio State because Ohio State's going to be really, 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 really talented next year. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, this is a great question, RK. Well, well, I keep on saying Jamal Beller because Jamal is his dad. His dad and I actually are in the same grade, and we actually went – we would have gone to high school together, but he transferred to Maslin. Jaden Ballard be returning punts and kickoffs this year. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what – the deal was with Jaden last year. We got great reports about him during ball practice, about how fast he looked, about how they were running some of these little gizmo plays like jet sweeps and that type of thing to get him the ball on the edge with his speed. But man, he just never plays. I mean, even when Marvin got hurt, he never played. And, and I would love more than anything in the universe to get a Mecca off of punt returns because you know, when he, when he's playing 80% of the snaps, you know, playing receiver, like it'd be nice to get him a blow and get him off the field for something. And plus then you could throw someone else a bone to be the punt return, but I just don't think they trust anybody. I mean, they put in, you know, a walk on before, before Jaden and Jaden did it in high school. So I don't know, obviously there's a trust uh, thing there and he's, yeah, yeah, runs. Kurt, Kurt, let's, let's talk about that. Okay. Punt, punt. I've taught, I've thought a lot about punts and punt returns just for a second, but it's, it's kind of an underrated point, but Punt returning is pretty much dead in the year 2023 with the sky punts, with the Aussie rollout kicker punting, and the way that they do it right now. It's really, really hard to formulate good punt returns. So, so one, you've got to accept the fact that you're probably not going to break the game open with punt returns the same way that you did with a Ted Ginn or with somebody back in, the, in the, with a Neil Colsey or somebody who can really kind of turn the game on a punt return just by function of the way that teams are punting. So er, there go the most important thing, the most important attribute. Number one is you got to catch the punt. Don't let the punt hit the ground. Don't give up the big field position and certainly don't fumble the punt because, you know, I remember the Clemson game where we, you know, we lost to Clemson, you know, when, when the, the streak of three games or whatever it was, Oh, we can't beat Clemson. That turned on a Philly Brown p- fumble on a punt. That game's over. If he just catches the punt. So, I would submit that the most important thing on that is having somebody back there dependable and catch it. And a Mecca certainly fits that bill. So, you know, I, I hate to disagree with the big man, but I'm like, I do not want somebody else back there, but a Mecca because man, you got to catch the ball. I'm good with it. Hey, I love disagreement. And honestly, that's a great point. Cause you're right. I don't know. If he returned one, he might have, I'm sure he might have returned one last year. I'm not going to like deal on absolutes because I'm not a Sith, but it's just one of those things where I think, you know, Emeka obviously is incredibly shorthanded. He's incredibly confident back there. Uh, you know, when it's windy and gusty and rainy or whatever, he's just automatic. You know, he's like Willie Mays out there. So he, he you know, searches for the ball, sets his feet, catches it. You know, and again, you're right. Like the punt is a dead play. And the other thing that you left out, which is amazing just because of I know how you are is teams go for it more in fourth down than they ever have, you know, and I'm not just talking about like in the red zone. I'm talking about like on they're close to the 50, man. These teams are going for it like crazy. So the punt is getting deleted from the game. The kickoff is getting deleted from the game. You're right. But you know, I, I just, you know, I think that, you know, this is a huge spring for Jaden. I mean, he's going to kind of be the de facto number one wide receiver When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marvin, uh, you know, Marvin, I'm sure will do a little bit of stuff, but the other two guys are completely out. So let's go, Jaden. It's your time now. Well, We've heard a lot. Well, that, and, 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 I, and I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but I know you've had some firsthand experience in terms of actually trying to catch a punt. Catching a punt is impossible. Like no human being can catch a punt. Like when the ball's up there in the air and it's swirling and it's dipping and it's twisting, I don't know how anyone catches a punt. Now you have, you've actually had the opportunity to try to actually go out and catch a punt. And why don't you share with the with the good people about the the, the wonderful experiences you had with that? Well, Urban, you know, Urban had this like hairpin scheme where he wanted a bunch of us to go out and catch punts at like halftime of a spring game, and I was like, so it was like me, Jack Muhort, like schlegel zach boren and you know and it was a spring game and it was a nice day out so i was having some beers like i'm not gonna lie so I, so I, I go down there about half crock get my shades on um and you know and, and i had fielded some on the jugs machine and you know when you're out there in the shoe and you have a live leg that can spray it anywhere and they do spray it every, it's not like they just kick it right to you like a jugs machine will shoot it to you the right the same spot every time that's like cake this i mean it you know you gotta run to the ball try to get under it, you know, track it, catch it, you know, and, and, you know, even if you're totally with it, like, which I really wasn't, it isn't easy to do, you know? So you're right. Like, I mean, cause it only takes one muff punt to, to ruin a season. So, you know, again, I, I, I can happily be wrong about leaving a Mecca back there. And honestly, that's probably why he's back there is because they know he's not going to get hit. That's the same reason they put wide receivers on as gunners. They had Chris Olave as a gunner, you know, because they know that, you know, the gunners on punt generally don't have to hit anybody because they, you know, they sky kick it and it's a fair catch. So they just run behind him and say a bunch of crazy, nasty stuff to the returner to try to get him to drop it. And if and if he does, then they're right there to recover it. So, but I, I, I love your point about Emeka. I think that you're you're probably right. But I'm just rooting for some of these guys to earn roles and, and, and you know, earn their scholarship checks because some of these guys are going on year three and it's time for them to go, you know, so. Uh, some of these guys got to be ready to rock. Um, is that is that a, a good backtrack? Well, good well, did you did you act, did you actually even get a hand on the punt when the punt was live punted? Oh yeah, no, I, even... I got a, I got a hand on it. I just didn't catch it. What after after, after it hit the ball? After it hit the ground, it was like bouncing or something. Like no, that. You, it, like you, went, it went through my hands. I had gloves on and everything. It was terrible. Really? You actually got oh, yeah. to the ball and actually got. Oh wow, yeah, man, that, that, no, that's I, that's I, good. I, I got there, but man, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot harder when it's like an end over end kick and it's like oh I mean the weather the weather was perfect so I'm not I'm not even blaming the weather it wasn't even windy or anything or gusty but you know I and again if you haven't done it a million times it's hard to do it if you've never been coached to do it it's hard to do it it was more just like a dumb thing that Urban wanted us to do and, and I was like I'll do it I don't care like what are they gonna do say ha ha he can't catch a punt I'll be like yeah there's guys in the NFL that can't catch punts they get cut on on Mondays after games um. Keep the questions coming, guys. You guys got some good ones right here. I uh, what's up, Paul? Paul's in here, like always. Appreciate you, my dude. Um, yeah, I love uh, I want one on ones right through the quarterbacks. So I like this. Don't stop for the season. Veteran guys hit each other, drive the youngsters, polish DBs on the best play. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think you need a lot of one versus one work, especially in the spring, especially when we're playing three cupcakes out of the gate before we go to Notre Dame. Um, this is a great question. What do you look for in a slot corner compared to outside corners? Well, you know, nickel corners are usually a little shorter, a little more change of direction, short area speed. Uh, you don't really want to put a longer, taller guy um, in the slot just because you're generally going to go against a slot receiver. I mean, generally, you guys think of a slot receiver, you think Wes Welker, you think of guys that are quick, short area quickness, and that's what you kind of, you basically have to match that. So, um, you don't want your six foot two guy in there. You want those guys out on the edge, um, playing the traditional corner spot. Uh, you know, we had Malcolm as a nickel in 05. He was really good at it. Um, but you know, if you've got your best corner, like, cause the next year Malcolm was our number one corner and 07 is our number one corner. He's got to go out and cover the number one wide receiver and kind of travel with them. So, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, your short area quickness guys are, are generally good nickels. Um, so that's a fantastic question. Um, appreciate you, Dave. Uh, any thoughts on that, Nevada? Well, yeah, just it's a, I just think it's a completely different position. You think about Sean Wade, how effective Sean Wade was when he was playing, you know, the uh, the slot corner in the nickel corner, and when he went out to the uh, 
to the outside and had to you know be a number one traditional. I mean, he struggled. You know, it's it's it it definitely you creates some different matchups, some different difficulties. And you know, I you know personally, I think playing defensive back in today's college football is in, just incredibly challenging. Being probably the most challenging position on any field. You're you're going up against guys that know where they're going, that can run four three forties, that are, have quarterbacks that are throwing to a spot, and you've got to go out there and try to cover these guys and not touch them. And, you know, you, you know I, I just, I don't know how, how people do it. And I have so much respect for these guys. And, you know, especially these guys that are left out on the island, knowing that if you slip and fall, I, you know, I, I see you, Lathan Ransom, that it's going to be a touchdown. And it, it's amazing. It doesn't happen more often. And, uh, you know, finding, you know, responsible defensive backs, is really, you know, you can really start looking at any defense. You start looking at the defensive backs to see, do they have guys that can cover? And that's why for Ohio State this year, you know, to strike gold uh, with the kid from Mississippi was uh, was such a huge step forward for this defense. It really took the defense from, uh, you know, from really good to the to, to next level. And, you know, adding a guy like Jihad Carter who can, can cover as well. But, you know, having responsible defensive backs, having guys in the slot, having guys on the outside, Man, it, it's it's where the defense in twenty twenty three all starts uh, starts and ends. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I put out some Bryce West film. He was at the best of the Midwest Combine today in Indy. Um, you know, I, I'm surprised that a guy like this uh, goes to a combine like that. But I think it's more because you know Ted Senior brings out his A list guys just because it'll get the kind of the bigger national the Steve Whitfongs, the national writers to show up to things like that. I. I don't like combines that aren't associated with universities. I mean, there's nothing, I don't have anything against them, but I think that, you know, uh, some are better than others. Uh, but you know, if you're a kid like, like Bryce who has every offer in America, I don't really think you need to show up other than, uh, Ted getting asked you to so that the other Gladwell kids can get exposure. But yeah, this is a kid that can do everything. He'd be a great slot guy. Honestly, if you're looking for a slot corner, this kid's got outstanding speed ability. He'll be a Buckeye. Um, you know, uh, the tight end looks great, uh, Javarian Witten. So it's, uh, yeah, the Ville's kind of back a little bit now. I mean, they've got some, you know, this is a five-star guy that is as good as anybody in the country, right in Cleveland, uh, kind of like Marshawn was um, when he came out of out of Glenville. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I, I think that, you know, the, the DB recruiting is kind of turning a corner. Um, again, we're getting some of these guys that, you know, can run and hit. I think it's this one where he – yeah, the, these guys are uh, these guys are special. Like, there's there's two really good corners in in Ohio for 2024. Two guys that I think we're gonna get both of them. So, uh, you know, this kid's physical too, man. He does not back down, which is great. There's nothing I love more than a physical cornerback because they're not all created that way. Um, oh man, I got a uh... yeah, Scott. I agree. I think McCord's gonna be the starter too. Um, I had a Nevada question. I saw it. I gotta go get it real quick apologize for this um i think my man paul said that he's predicting a top three defense where have i heard that before nevada paul my dude you're on here every night uh a top three defense nevada tasmanian devils what do you think about it nevada i think it's it's absolutely possible i i and i i think this defense is going to be special and and uh I mean, you look at the improvement, and you know, people want to talk about the bad things that happen with the defense. But if you look at the larger sample size, stay away from the small sample size groups. You know, like cherry pick this game or how we did in the second half of the fourth quarter against Michigan. Um, you know, you've got you know, you made significant improvement. You, the third down efficiency was the second best in the past twenty five years at Ohio State. That's how good it was. We went from 42% to 29% in one season, which is absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, when, you, when you're able to do that, you know, you've got the foundation for something really special. And, you know, Ohio State, uh, I'm telling you, you know, JT and Jack Sawyer just taking just a lot of crap. I mean, those guys, stock is low on those guys. I'm buying that stock right now. I think they're going to have a breakout kinds of years. I think we're going to see what kind of players, you know, they can be, they were supposed to be. And, um, you know, they're both having big off seasons. They're both going to have big seasons in 2023. And if those guys break out, we generate that pass rush. Everything else kind of clicks off of that. We got the guys that can cover. 
we've clearly got the, uh, you know, like you said, an embarrassing, you know, linebacker room right now. Find a couple guys on the interior defensive line, and boy, like I said, this defense is going to be special. I, I would not bet against. I, I would if, if I'm setting the line. I'm setting the line for Ohio State's defense at, is at, at five, and uh, you know the over under there, and um, I'm probably betting under. So um, I think it's going to be a special group. I think it's going to be a, a special year headed off by a, a very stingy OSU defense. It'll be an exciting year. I'm excited to see these guys take the next step, especially the two third-year defensive ends in JT and Jack Sawyer. Jay Bags bringing up Parker Fleming. He is the official staff whiffing boy, I believe, at this point. Ryan Day extending Parker Fleming an additional two years for $500,000 to be the dumbest decision had not be for Gene Smith extending Holtman an additional three years last season. Nevada. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Your thoughts on that, on the Parker Fleming extension? Well, again, we've talked about this. Look, what's baked into the cake with Ryan Day is Ryan wants his guys. Ryan wants guys that are loyal to Ryan. Ryan wants to be surrounded by guys that will not rock the boat um, that will kind of play by Ryan's rules that will kind of go along with what Ryan wants to have happen. And that's what he's going to get. And you know something I think as the head coach of Ohio state, you're entitled to do that. You're entitled to have your guys. You're, you know, if, if, if Ryan day is going to get blamed for winning, losing success, failure at Ohio state, then, you know, something he has the right to do it his way and he's doing it his way. And um, you know, frankly, like I said, I'm no Ryan day apologist. I, I've been kind of, not sure exactly about Ryan Day is if he's as good as people think that he is, um, but I think he really found himself in the game against Georgia, um, and I think that's going to pay huge dividends. But Ryan, Ryan wants to have his guys, and that's what it is with Parker Fleming. Parker Fleming is a guy who's going to be absolutely loyal to Ryan for what Ryan has done to him in terms of advancing his career, and uh, you know, Ryan rewards that loyalty, and, and it's going to continue to happen. And uh, just look for it. No team in the history of college football has promoted as many GAs as Ohio State has to full-time positions. I mean, it's just it's the way Ryan Day wants to operate it, and um, you just get used to it. As long as he's here, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, um, it's you know, and, and again, they're guys that have you know they know the system. He knows what he's getting. Um, you know, Mike Yurcich came in in nineteen, and he lasted one year with Ryan before he went off to Texas. So, you know, I mean, I I there's pros and cons to promoting from within the pro is you obviously know what you're getting. The con is, you know, you don't really get a, a big influx of new ideas when it's a bunch of guys that have been sitting in the same staff room for five, six, seven, eight years, whatever it is. So, um, and, and again, you know, when the offense is clicking the way it is, you might not need new ideas. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of impact the new guys have. Does it change the running game at all? Uh, I'm just looking for some, uh, I'm going to put some Jaden Davis on. So so Bank thinks Jaden Davis is going to be our quarterback now in 2024. So this is, of all of the, the crazy things that have happened, the Jaden Davis thing is about as nuts as it gets because he was going to be the guy, and then we kind of left him at the altar for Dylan Riola, and then Dylan Riola divorced us, and now we are back to Jaden Davis. Uh, Nevada, what would getting Jaden Davis do to this program? And again, with quarterbacks and Ryan Day, do you even care about who we get in recruiting anymore? Well, I, you know, that's it. It's a, it's a great point, and you know, I, I let's put it this way: I don't worry as much about that as I used to before because I think that Ryan Day, you know, whoever Ryan Day puts out there, whether it be Glenn Holst, the kid from South Dakota, 
or Devin Brown or Cal McCord or Jaden Davis, it's going to be capable. And, and I'll believe that until I see differently, until I see a guy go out there and, and, you know, Baker Mayfield it up there on the, on the field. I think that we're going to be fine at the quarterback position. And I think the, um, you know, with Jaden Davis, look, he's got to make a business decision. You know, he, he, he got spurned by Ohio state. He got his feelings hurt, but then he's looking at it kind of going, I can go to Ohio state and be coached by Ryan day who, you know, the, the last two guys that he's put out there have been Justin Fields. Who's, I, that means he's created generational wealth for the Fields family. What's, what's Justin Fields going to make in his NFL career, you know, $500 million or whatever it is. And, uh, and CJ Stroud, who wasn't exactly a household name coming out of high school. And now is going to be a, you know, top 10 pick, top five pick, top three pick, whatever it is. And another guy who's going to create generational wealth. So, you know, for Jaden, it's like, can I, I, I want to do that? Or am I, am I going to go, you know, to Michigan, do the Jim Harbaugh route where Jim Harbaugh has flirted with every team in the NFL over the past, you know, two seasons. I, I think anybody with a functioning brain has realized that, that Harbaugh is eventually going to end up back in the NFL and not going to be there in college. So you're kind of rolling the dice. So for Jaden, I think it's simple. If we get him, great. If we don't, I'll be excited about the next guy. And I know that sounds like a little bit of a cop-out, but that's uh, that's about as honest a Nevada Buck feeling as I can give you because I have complete confidence in Ryan Day to develop quarterbacks uh, until proven until proven wrong. Yeah, I, I literally just don't care about quarterback recruiting at all anymore. It's because with the transfer portal and with kids – trying to up the ante and, and boost your draft stock and potentially be, you know, the next guy I'm telling you, like Ryan is going to be ultra aggressive in the portal. He's going to be ultra aggressive in recruiting, you know, and if, and if I'm this kid, if I'm Jaden Davis and I have a chance to throw to Brandon and his Cardinal tape. And then the next year I get JJ Smith. Those are my three receivers. Oh my God. I mean, and then you have Brent Hartline calling the plays. I don't know if Brent's going to call a run the entire year. So you're going to be throwing the crap out of the ball. You're going to have the best receivers in the country. You play in the Big Ten, so you're playing against lesser athletes in the SEC, so you'll be able to torch those guys, put up massive numbers. I mean, Ryan Day's, you know, his offense, his quarterbacking, his quarterback coaching is basically turnkey to become, you know, a high you know, first-round draft pick. It's happened with Haskins. It happened with Fields. It's about to happen with C.J., uh, so you know, there's a lot at stake. I mean, this is like a, it's like a reality TV show and there's a quarterback derby like, like this year. And I'm just telling you, like I saw JJ in person two weeks ago and you know, he's a guy that might never leave the Woody Hayes. He's a guy that'll just be on the jugs machine catching about 10,000 balls a day. He's all business, you know, and then Ennis is an absolute, he's, you know, he's the exorcist when he gets on the field. He's such a nut. Uh, and then you got, you know, you got Carnell who is as good as either of them. And I, I mean, I just, I couldn't imagine a better situation for a 2024 quarterback to walk into than throwing to those three. So that's, that's why I just, I don't care. Cause again, like, you know, even if you get like a B plus quarterback with those three guys, we're going to have a plus production, you know, and, and there's going to be transfer portal guys who just dream about playing in Ryan Day's offense and putting up those numbers and just shredding teams, you know, because that's just. That's what we've done. I mean, we, we put up big time numbers. We can throw the ball. And, you know, the way our receivers are coached up, they get really, really open. You know, they're, they're great with their leverage throw buys, great with their releases. Uh, so yeah, that's why these guys, they get so much space. Like, I mean, you do watch Garrett Wilson. And Garrett, I think Garrett Wilson might, he might end up being the best receiver we've ever had, which is insane for me to say that out loud. But, you know, the amount of separation he got, uh, you know, at Ohio State, then even in the NFL this year, is just out of this world. So, you know, again, like if I'm Jaden Davis, you know, I might have gotten, you know, my, my feelings hurt. But, you know, if it's go play in Michigan's offense and, you know, hand it off three times and then throw a play action pass or go play Ryan Day's offense and throw it to, to J.J. Smith, Brandon Ennis and Tate, I mean, it's not even close, not even the same universe. And then you throw in our fantastic tight end, Jelani Thurman. And I mean, that's, that's as good a receiving core as we've ever had. And you're going to have those guys for multiple years as well. So. That's my opinion on it. So if we get, you know, Jaden or we get Julian saying, or we get a transfer portal guy to be named later, I'm good. I think we're going to be really good on offense regardless, as long as Ryan and Brian Hartland are here. Um, thoughts on that, Nevada? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, I, it, it's, it, you kind of have to retrain your brain when you're thinking about everything 
in college football, everything Ohio State related, everything depth related, everything depth chart related, everything next year related because of the transfer portal. Because the transfer portal changes everything because you can go out and get ready-made guys. You can go out and get All-American. You can go out and get Blitnikoff winners and put them in your starting lineup with the transfer portal. So as a college football fan, you know, the, the only reason you would ever fret as a college football fan is if your school was not one of the schools that was, you know, a pipeline to the NFL, was not one of the schools that was not highly regarded in terms of being able to develop players, was not a school that at least had a functioning NIL program. And, you know, Ohio State's not in any of those situations. So Ohio State's going to be the benefactor. And as you said, Ryan's going to be picking and choosing. If Ryan doesn't like what he's got in the quarterback room, he's going to go out and grab a guy that's thrown for 10,000 yards already in his, in his college career and uh, plug and play, and, and, and off we go. But like I said, as a fan, you got to retrain your brain in terms of how you're thinking about these things because it's never been like that. It's, you know, uh, you know, I've been a college football fan my whole life, and it's still – it's taken me to, you know, a while to kind of you know, kind of switch on to that. But as you know, for all the listeners, man, remember, the transfer portal, you can solve all your, you know, all your depth issues – you know, all your, you know, your production issues, anything instantly. And that's never been the way it's been before. So uh, it's definitely a change. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Matt, uh, Aaron Nolan was a kid that was actually at the tournament that I was at, and uh, he he was not participating the day I was there. But good-looking kid, man. He has a monster arm. I mean, he's got absolute hose. He's a lefty. Um Really weird. Some of the coaches down there weren't really that high on him. Uh, Ohio State, um, Brian Hartline really likes him. So uh, that's an interesting one. I think he's a back burner guy right now. Um, that's some film I should probably download and we should probably watch tomorrow. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I just think that with the portal, it's like back in the days of, of old signing days. Back in, you know, you used to take off work and you'd sit there and watch signing day and hit refresh on rivals.com or scout.com or one of the old boards. Like you knew it was kind of life and death based on who you got in your recruiting class. And it was, Oh my God, we didn't get this kid. Oh my God, we didn't get this kid. Oh, yeah, oh, we did get this kid. Great. You know, life's amazing. But now it's like, it's such a, a temporary victory that it doesn't even really register. Like Tommy Brockermeyer was the number two player in the on three 100 last year, uh, five-star tackle out of Texas. You know, his dad was a long time NFL guy goes to Bama Last one year at Bama and hits the portal. So, you know, there were people that were popping champagne because they thought they had a five-star tackle for the next three, four years or whatever, and he didn't last, you know, he lost one semester down there. So I think, um, you know, I love the portal because, you know, for us, when we need a corner, we went out and got a fantastic corner uh, to step in and start right away. Uh, if you have big-time needs and you're a big-time program, you know, there's always kids that you miss on. There's always kids that, you know, end up at Akron or end up at Ball State or end up at Florida International that dream of being a Buckeye or a Hurricane or Alabama Crimson Tide or LSU Tiger or Georgia Bulldog. And it enables them to improve their prospects by being able to go to a program that has the resources and has the development that the big dogs have. And that's something that, you know, if you're one of these guys that Ohio State offered and maybe shouldn't have taken, you've always got to be wary. Like, look, I might have beat that, you know, because back in the day, like when I got offered by Ohio State, nobody else in Ohio did, and I committed, none of those other guys were ever going to get to show up like my junior year and take my job. But now 
there's guys that, you know, you might beat them out and get that initial offer, but they could start at a lesser school, hit the portal, and then all of a sudden show up at your doorstep and say, hey, remember me? Now I'm going to take your job and you're going to get to watch me, you know, in, in your jersey colors that you got to commit to out of high school. So that's always a fascinating dynamic. I always feel like, you know, recruiting is just like the NFL draft. There's a lot of misevaluations. There's a lot of guys that, that outdo their billing. There's a lot of guys that just flat out, uh, you know, they, they, they physically change. You know, there's guys that get bigger, leaner, uh, you know, play well, uh, play early, and um, it changes prospects. Like last year, there was a Florida international tackle, uh, started as a freshman, was a freshman All-American, and after his freshman All-American year, he hit the portal, and he had offers from us, from LSU, Georgia, and he ended up going to LSU. So, you know, some of these guys that, you know, aren't good enough to play at Ohio State go somewhere lesser. They start right away and then real quickly figure out, yeah, we should have took that guy. So it's always uh, it's always fascinating to see how well, well, works. Well, j- just just for fun. I mean, I, I love watching, you know, Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football or whatever it is when they do the uh, player introductions and, you know, they do the offensive line and the offensive line guys all come on and they're like Central Iowa Tech. You know, Eastern Tennessee Community College, uh, you know, Fulbright, you know, know, Malcolm X School. I mean, like these guys aren't coming from the big schools. They're coming from the little schools and they're they're all the starters in the NFL. So it's like, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to project any position. It's certainly tough to project the offensive line. And like I said, with the portal. If you miss, you just go get them the next time around. Or, or heck, you got two bites at the apple. You get them in the uh, in the December window, or you get them in the uh, May window and bring them on in. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, Osiris Torrance, who's from Florida, he's a Florida Gator. He's probably the top guard prospect, potentially a first or second round pick. Three star, rated 180th in the country at guard coming out of college, and uh, went to a little like I think he went to like regular Louisiana, not LSU hit the portal, transferred to Florida and turned into one of the top, you know, maybe the top guard in the entire draft. So again, that's where, you know, I think you can, you can see more guys that can, can move, especially in their you know, third, fourth years when they've started for a couple of years are these linemen, you know, these linemen that they develop at a quicker rate, they get some reps uh, They don't have to wait their turn because they go to a smaller school and then they hit the portal and they end up at Ohio state or, USC or Bama, Georgia, like Alabama last year, their left tackle started three years at Vanderbilt, you know, and, and if you're recruiting against Vanderbilt, you're usually like a, a Purdue and in Indiana, Cincinnati, like you're, you're like at that kind of that D list tier of offers. And yeah, then, you know, he plays for three years and he plays really well. He's like a second team, all SEC can he transfers to Bama and starts the left tackle. So I think, you know, keep going after these linemen in the portal, man. Cause there's a lot of these guys that, they're Mac guys or they're smaller school guys. And yeah, they, they all dream of nobody dreams of playing at a Mac school. You dream of playing at Ohio state or Michigan or Georgia or Bama. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys get to realize their dreams a little bit later. I mean, even, uh, Davison, Igbenison, he was a kid that dreamed of playing at Ohio state. We didn't offer him. So he goes Ole Miss freshman, all American, then his dream school is Ohio state. And guess what? He ends up at Ohio state. So worked out great. Uh, Nevada, we're at an hour. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Uh, any final thoughts as we watch a little bit more Jaden Davis? Nah, just to, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, we kind of didn't get a chance to dive into it, man. We had so much to talk about today, but it's great to see Glenville back. Glenville win their first state championship under uh, Coach Ted last year and, you know, starting to put out some players. And that's always good for Ohio State when the uh, Glenville pipeline gets going. And Bryce is going to be a really special player at Ohio State. And they've got some young guys behind him that are going to be contributors as well. So, uh, um, the Glenville pipeline's alive and well and was on display at the, uh, at the combine today. Yeah, it was a uh, good showing by those guys. Appreciate you guys as always. Another fun show. Great questions as, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. See you guys. See you, uh, Ron. Uh, no Sue tonight. So give her some craft next time we see her. Appreciate you, Dave, as always. Oh, dude, we do this for an hour every night, man. So we're quitting. We just got to go. Your boy's got to go get a workout in. But appreciate you guys, as always. If you guys enjoy this, the best community there is, BuckeyeScoop.com. Uh, we're on that all day. So if you guys, if, if an hour doesn't scratch the itch, man, jump on BuckeyeScoop.com because it is always cranked up on there. We're always talking football, position battles, recruiting, uh, combine evaluations. Bill Green's been bringing some incredible recruiting content. So if you love recruiting, bank is the guy. Nobody beats nobody beats the bank. So 
Appreciate you guys. As always, if you enjoy this, please click like, click subscribe, comment. What would you change about our offense or defense? I want to hear it. Put it in the comments down below. Um, if you guys are on any of our podcasts where I'm at, Spotify, Apple Music, let me know. Give me that five-star review. Uh, appreciate you guys, as always. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Buckeye Nation. And thank Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you, Scoop family. Talk to you guys soon. Go, Bucks. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.